Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The plan is clear. Jesus made it clear. And if the parable about the plan wasn't clear enough to us like it wasn't for the disciples, Jesus explained it. He went through nearly every character, setting, and action in the parable, explained exactly what it means. The field is the world. The wheat are the people of God. The weeds are the people of the devil. The sower is Jesus. The evil one is the devil himself. The harvest is the end of the world. The harvesters are God's angels. At the end of the world, at the harvest, the weeds will be gathered, bundled, and burned in the fire. Unbelievers are sent to hell. Then the wheat will be gathered to be with their father. Believers are sent to heaven. And until then, the weeds and the wheat just grow together in the field. Believers and unbelievers live together in the world until the end. That's the plan. For you to live with the weeds. And for God's Old Testament people who heard prophecies about the coming Savior, there's no way this could be the plan to live with the weeds. Because they heard prophecies about the Savior, about the Messiah, like the one from Isaiah, that he would bring justice to the nations. To hear Jesus say this, that the plan is still for the weeds to grow right alongside the wheat, for believers to still have to put up with evil in the world, would be a shock. The Messiah was supposed to come and deal with the evil that is in the world. How can this still be the plan? And maybe that's why Matthew recorded the explanation of this parable. You might have noticed we skipped five verses in our gospel reading. There were two other parables from Jesus in there. But when the disciples finally got Jesus alone in the house, they asked him about this one. Maybe it's because of the expectation everyone had of the Messiah, that he was supposed to be the one to bring justice to God's people so that they wouldn't have to struggle right alongside the evil in this world anymore. Maybe the disciples remember Jesus saying words like, the kingdom of God has come near. And now, hearing this parable, it made them wonder, really? If the kingdom of God has come near, what's changed? If my life isn't going to get any easier, if temptations aren't going away, if oppression isn't eased, then what's the point? How can the kingdom of God be here if evil is still going to infest our lives? Just last week, we heard Pastor Prawl tell us about the power of the word about how Jesus scatters the seed and the power that that has in the lives of people. And now we hear this parable about the weeds, and we wonder what happened to that power. 
How can this be the plan? How can the plan still be for your people, Jesus, to still have to deal with the evil in this world, even though you've already come? It's not easy to live with the weeds. Literal weeds were God's punishment, chastisement of Adam for committing the first sin for a reason. Weeds make everything hard. Farming, gardening, lawn work, it makes it all so difficult. And we have to deal with figurative weeds in the rest of the work we do. We have to deal with plenty of them. The boss on a power trip. The coworker who's willing to make us look bad so that they look good. The employee who gets away with whatever he feels like he can. We have to deal with the weeds of this world. We have to deal with people who spout secular ideas, doing whatever they feel, no matter what the Lord says about it. We have to deal with so-called Christians who spew hate towards people who don't know Jesus and are lost. And then those Christians act like we're on the same team, giving Christians a bad name. We have to deal with oppression. Some people, abuse. Now, I want to be clear about this point. Jesus isn't telling us to put up with abuse and that we have to still live with it. No, if you are being abused, you should get out of that situation. Tell someone who can help you get out of it. But the truth is, is that there are people here who have had to go through abuse. It's not fun to live with the weeds. And some of us know the weeds better than others. But the devil does try to make it look fun to live like the weeds. The devil tries to make it look like it would be an easy life if our lives looked like the lives of unbelievers. So that when I get that position of power, I can use it to do finally what I want to do. And if it hurts the people under me, well, that's okay. The devil tries to make it look fun to live like the weeds, to live like unbelievers, so that I can even the playing field with the coworker who's willing to talk behind my back. The devil tries to make it look fun to live like unbelievers so that I can get away with whatever I feel like getting away with at work and be lazy. The devil makes those secular ideas look like good ideas. That life would be so much easier if I could just stop worrying about what the Lord wanted and I could just do what I feel. The devil makes us think that our lives would be easier if I could just dismiss and judge other people. Instead of thinking of them as souls who Jesus died on the cross for and who need someone to tell them about Jesus, maybe even me. Would life be easier if I just continued the cycle of oppression and abuse? But Jesus tells us, what happens to the weeds in the end. Yes, for now, the weeds and the wheat grow together. For now, the righteous and the wicked live together here on earth. But in the end, evil is dealt with thoroughly. 
The weeds are collected, bundled, and burned in the fire. Which is a terrifying thought when you see how Jesus described the weeds as everything that causes sin. All who do evil. We sin. We do evil every day. It starts to make us doubt whether we will be counted among the wheat in the end or if we will be bundled and burned in the fire forever. The weeds in this world leave us exhausted, beaten down, and now doubting. Which brings us back to the original question. How can this be the plan? Live with the weeds. But that's not the end of God's plan. The harvest is coming. Jesus will come back to make everything right in the end. He will send out his angels to do his work and get rid of the evil that's in this world. What a comforting thought that the weeds will be gone, leaving only God's people to be with their God in perfection forever. And Jesus will come back to make it happen because he is the Messiah, the Savior promised to God's Old Testament people who did come to bring peace and justice. Jesus brought that peace and that justice. He made everything right on the cross when he died. Although we were born infested with the evil of this world, Jesus died on the cross to make us clean. Although we deserve to be bundled and thrown into the fire with the rest of the weeds, Jesus rose from the dead so that you can be confident that you will be counted with the wheat at the end, that God does see you as perfect. Jesus satisfied the justice that God demanded from us when he died on that cross and took the punishment that we deserved. And since Jesus took the punishment already for your sins, now God sees you as righteous. The evil in this world is really dealt with already. When Jesus didn't let his life look like the rest of the weeds, when Jesus didn't fall into the sins that we all fall into, when Jesus lived that perfect life and then gave that perfect life to you and took your imperfection onto himself and died for it. Evil was dealt with on the cross thoroughly. Even though we might not see that right now. We know it's true. Jesus tells us it's true in his word. And we heard in this parable that we will see it in the end. Evil will be thoroughly dealt with in the end as well. And then Jesus tells us something else, and he puts a big emphasis on it because he completely leaves behind the whole metaphor of the parable to tell you that you— Righteous because of what Jesus has done for you, you will shine like the sun in the kingdom of your Father. 
It's like Jesus wants there to be no confusion or question about this part, that you will live in glory with God forever. To be with your God, who sees you as his own child, loved and cherished. To be with your Father, who guards your faith now, so that he will be with you in heaven one day. When I have to deal with weeds in my yard, in my front yard I have these weeds that have almost no root, but they grow up like a vine and just kind of twist around the plants. And when I have to deal with those weeds, it's so meticulous to try to take those weeds off without hurting the plants. And there are so many of them that eventually I just start ripping through the plants, getting all the weeds out, taking leaves and stems and plants with it. It's worth it to me to get the weeds out and maybe hurt the plants a little bit. But that's not how it is with your Savior. Because Jesus sees you as his precious plant. So he puts up with all of the evil in this world. He has been patient, not coming back to destroy this world because he was waiting for you to be born and baptized. He was waiting for you so that you would be with him in heaven forever. And if God loves you that much to wait for you and put up with all that evil and sin, you can be sure that he will keep you close to him in faith until he takes you home to heaven with him forever. None of this means that living with the weeds is easy. But with this parable, Jesus gives us the reassurance that we need to live with the weeds. In this parable, Jesus gives us God's perspective on our lives. That God knows it's hard right now because of the weeds, but God is always looking forward to the harvest, to the end. And that's what God wants for us today, too. To look forward to that time where we will shine like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. So yes, it's hard. But Jesus will come back to make it right in the end. And the truth is, he already has for you on the cross. So live with the weeds. For now. Amen. Please stand where we can confess our faith with the